We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good evening, Broncos fans. You are watching the Orange and Blue View, and we just got to see real football. Real live football yesterday. It was preseason, but it's still football, and, and uh, you know, that's always great. Ron, uh, what do you think? I mean, we got to see football for the first time in, in months. Yes, um, I love it. I'm glad that we were able to see um, real live football game action. Um, you know, there's a lot to get into with what happened, how how it all went down, some of the good, some of the bad, some of the ugly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we'll definitely be getting into that, but it is just so exciting. It's so good now that you know football season is now upon us that we can just look at live games and and kind of break it down. And hope yeah, you guys and, enjoyed the and, game as well. And, and you know, like we're gonna be talking about some players we liked and and that really kind of hurt themselves. I, I saw plenty, but I, I've got three, and I know you have three that we really want to talk about. I know mine are, are those players that they had to do. They had to have a good showing because they're those players that are on the bubble, man. They're 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 fighting for the rosters roster lives, so to speak. So we're going to get into that. We're also going to get into any of the other um, players. If you guys out there in the chat have some players you want us to talk about that we saw from our perspective, throw it in the chat. We'll see if we if we can uh, hit it up and 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 chat about it but i'm going to grab a couple people that were in here early especially david mcgillrath coming in right away before the show started giving us some love thank you so much david really appreciate it good evening broncos country tom ron dylan and deacon scott he says 12 and 5 mile high huddle for life buckham times three denver broncos for life and wise words remember it's just preseason thank you for that david I appreciate the support. So does Ron. We're glad that you're here. We're going to try to remember that it was just preseason. But for me, preseason isn't necessarily about how the team, uh, you know, I guess puts a a play out there, right? Like I saw, you know, I saw last night, Ron, where uh, the Cardinals were sending all out blitzes and stuff, which Mm -hmm. was a big surprise in preseason. I, I, you know, I usually see vanilla stuff, but for me, I, I prefer to look at individual players and see how they've done because that, to me is the is important piece because they're trying to fill out a roster. Yes, the starters played and they need they need to get some rhythm and everything like that and we'll we'll get into that but we have a lot of thoughts about players. So, uh thank you for that and I'll just point out one more thing in case people didn't didn't realize this. 12 and 5. 
Seven of the last 10 AFC West winners did it with 12 games or more. So if you, uh, or, I mean, if you can hit 12 games, you're probably going to, you're probably going to uh, win the division. So just throwing that out there, 12 games has won the division seven or less. I guess I should say seven out of the uh, 10 times. Yes. Thank you, David, for coming in. You know, we appreciate you, my man. And, yeah, I just want to emphasize that that last sentence you have. Remember, it's just preseason. And you're absolutely correct. It is just the preseason, guys. <laughs> I know, you know, it, it was a loss only by a point. But, you know, this preseason period obviously is to get an evaluation on the players. Um, the You know, the, the starters need their reps, as Tommen pointed out. Um, they need to kind of build back up, get into football shape, get, you know, real live game action under their belt. And the preseason is there for them to do that. But the main focus is just evaluate these players, um, these new draft picks, these players that have gone undrafted, um, see who was on the bubble, who maybe can, you know, fight for, vie for that 53-man roster. So, um, again, we did see some good, some bad um, throughout last night. Um, and some probably did definitely <laughs> – going to make this 53 man roster from what we saw. Yeah, um, yeah. And, you know, so there, there, there are a few, I think Tom's and I share a There are a few that sure. we had on our yeah. list that, you know, were, we had the, some of the same names on, on our list. I'm going to say, but, yeah. but it was a very good showing for some of them. I'm just going to give a shout out to Dylan Von Arks, one of our own coming in. Uh, thank you for being here on your, on Saturday night, a regular coming in, helping us out saying, sup Broncos country. Make sure you hit the like button on the way in share on all platforms and subscribe. If you haven't already, so please do that. It's wise words from one of the Mile High Huddle staffers. And with David Yunkin coming in right away this morning saying, I know there were injured players, but that offensive line still needs a lot of work. And we were just talking that, Ron and I were just kind of talking about that before we jumped on about the offensive line. And, you know, it looked it looked rough. But the one thing that you have to remember, and I'm not going to make any excuses, like individually, Bowles and Powers and and Isaiah Prince did not look very good. Who's filling in for McGlinchey? But remember, it takes a little while for the offensive line to kind of gel, right? McGlinchey was out for personal reasons. Came back. Bowles has been in and out at camp, not playing a whole lot because they're you know taking it easy, bringing him back from that injury, and now McGlinchey's uh, hurt again. So it would be nice to see them all together for a, an extended period of time before we can really get that real evaluation. But the injuries are impacting that play. And I'll tell you, Isaiah Prince, to me, on that line, was one of the people that did not help themselves out at all yesterday. That, Especially when you got – and I know I'm a, I, I've been talking about Alex Pelcheski for months. He came in and looked better. And it was with against a lower-level competition, so you know you got to take it with a grain of salt. But Isaiah Prince was one of those on my list that I wrote about a mile-high huddle that did not help himself out. Yes, thank you, David, for coming in. And yeah, Isaiah Prince was was downright bad. Um, <laughs> he, he did not help his case at all um, for making this for this team. But you, you, you're right; it you know it does take a while for the the line to gel with McGlinchey being out, Garrett Bowles, which actually he's on my list, <laughs> um, coming back from that injury. You know, it 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 wasn't a good showing. But I think once we can you know, once they have more time to gel, um, they understand the scheme a little bit more. I, I think it'll start to turn. Um, but we saw some plays, Thomas, that 
you know, that just were downright bad, especially from from Bowles. Um, you know, you know, giving up that sack, right? He allowed that outside linebacker for, I think it's Gardak from the Cardinals um, on a sack with Wilson for seven yards. Yeah. You know, in the second quarter, he allowed that QB hit that forced Russ to throw the ball away, right? So these are things. Again, I'm I'm not making excuses because um, I know Bowles had come back from the injury, but you know, these are things that Bowles, someone you know, with his experience should be able to do, you know, he struggled a lot in um, pass protection um, and in some of the run blocking as well. Um, but again, hopefully with McGlinchey coming back from injury and then hopefully if Ben Powers starts to, cause you know, Ben Powers didn't play well yesterday either. <laughs> um, you know, once they start to gel, then you should hopefully see a much improved line. But yeah, good point there, Roy. Absolutely. So I want to give a shout out to Roy for being here. Thank you for coming in, uh, saying I love my Broncos, but we didn't look well at all. Yeah. And and there was some mistakes for sure. And we'll get into some of that. But uh, yeah, so thanks for coming in, Roy. We got Albert Knoppers coming in, asking a question. Do you think Garcia might make the team? It's somebody I wrote about, uh, Ron Elijah Garcia, number ninety-five, two sacks. He looked pretty good. And I'll say the the D line rotation still has some question marks. I mean, Purcell's still out, so that that doesn't help. But there's a there's a roster spot waiting for somebody, and it's an all out battle. And right now, I think it's a battle um, that could be had by Elijah Garcia. But the other person that impressed me was number ninety, uh, Jackson, mm-hmm. um, uh, or uh, sorry, uh, Jordan Jackson. I'm confusing Jordan Jackson. <laughs> okay, Jordan Jackson, right? He impressed me too. He played a lot of snaps and had a pretty solid game, but it is hard to overlook the two sacks that Garcia got. I, what are your thoughts on his performance? Oh yeah, Garcia did a great job. Um, he was one of my, he didn't make my list on the top three, but he was actually one of my notable uh, mentions um, for his stock up. He really did help himself um, in the case. And Albert, he, you know, if he continues to shine or show like this for the few games, he, he definitely has a case to make the team. Um, so yeah, uh, that 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 was one that stood out as a notable mention. Jackson as well, as you mentioned, Thomas did too. On the D line, um, Henningsen actually didn't. I actually did okay. I, I I did see some good things as well. You know, just from a development perspective, I, I saw I saw some promise. So you know, I I would say, you know, Garcia. You know, if he continues to build upon those sacks throughout the season, we can definitely see him probably making this team out of it for sure. Yeah. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, and I'll tell you, it's funny. I, I immediately saw number 90 uh, drop into coverage on one yeah. play, right? Yeah. He kind of dropped into, into coverage. And he actually, he I mean, you don't really want your D lineman back in coverage too often, but he didn't look too bad. I mean, it was an interesting thing. But yeah, I was impressed with, with both of them. I mean, it's it's tough for these guys to to crack the starting lineup. Don't get me wrong; they play well, you know. They uh, they show up in preseason, but you know sometimes it's still you know they they still make the team. So we won't know, but you know he definitely helped himself out. I'm gonna grab this uh, this uh, super chat from Michael Davis. Thank you so much for the uh, support. Really appreciate it. Saying aloha, gents. Did Jaleel earn a shot to play with the twos? I'd love to see what he can do. Maui Strong, Aloha Lahaina. Yes, all our thoughts are going to go out to those in Maui with the wildfires. It's just devastating. So, yeah, thank you for reminding us of that. And and hopefully, you know, any family members or any people that are out there, you know, everybody can, you know, safe and 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 healthy and and uh, hopefully that's rebuilt quickly. But. Yeah, Jalil McLaughlin, right? Uh, they spelled his name wrong <laughs> yeah. on his nameplate with a G. I mean, it it happens. I'll tell you that uh, Jalil, from what I saw in camp and other people that I talked to that have been there at training camp, Jalil McLaughlin was the third best running back. And I know Beatty got a lot of uh, a lot of running time. I don't know why they're pushing him so far down the depth chart. But from what we saw on the field in training camp, third best running back. Now, maybe it's special teams type of thing, but they both had very small amount of special teams snaps, both Beatty and McLaughlin. So I, I don't think it's that. Something else is going on. Maybe he's maybe he's not doing well blocking, you know, uh, pass blocking something. He is down the depth chart. Not sure why. If they're going to try to sneak him onto the practice squad, they're going to lose him on waivers. He's been that impressive. Uh, so I, if they're trying to, you know, keep him hidden and uh, people know what he's, what he's done. And he came out last night and uh, showed that he, he was the most productive running back. Yes. I mean, he didn't get a lot of carries, but he got the most out of it, right? A touchdown five yards per carry. He went out there and performed. Yes. Thank you, Michael. And I don't really have much else to say in the sense that I, I'm a big McLaughlin fan and what I saw yesterday you know, in my mind, he was just RB three. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it. You know the 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 shiftiness, the quickness. You know his running ability, his running style. You know it was all on display. And you're right, averaging about five to six yards a carry. That's something the Broncos could definitely use. Yeah. Um. So you know, <laughs> it, it, I, I understand that the need to maybe play Beatty as well. Um. But. You, you know, I, I just think when you see McLaughlin, the, the tape screams out that he's explosive. Um, and you're right. It could be blocking, Thomas. I, I don't know, you know, what's what's the, you know, kind of what's the rationale there. But um, the the talent, the, the talent is there, you know, so. I'll tell you the, the other person that put the stamp on his 53, his his name on that 53 man roster yesterday was started with an M as well. McMillan, McMillan. cornerback. Yeah. He has been a star in training camp. And I, and I use star as a, a term kind of loosely. He he's played very, very well in training camp. Right. And um, he came out and just, he just lit it up out there 
for mm-hmm. for a guy who's you know fighting to make the roster, he couldn't have done any better. He he played incredibly well. I mean, I got I've got notes of him also all you know ki- special teams, kickoff coverage, tackles, you know, a couple times, which is super important for people that are on that roster bubble trying to make the team. Uh, you know, was in on those uh, on those coverages, and then you know he uh, though also he he was down in position to down a punt inside the five, and the punt just kind of mi- just just missed a little bit, but he was there ready. I mean, he, mm-hmm. this guy's hustling. This guy's playing special teams, and he looked pretty darn good in coverage yeah. as well. So I think he kind of stamped his uh, name on that on that roster uh, after that preseason game. I think they've seen enough. Yes. Yes. He, he, he stood out to me uh, for sure. I, I, I think, you know, I, I think he's going to make that 53. Yeah. Yeah. We got George Fox coming in with Facebook star. So thank you very much. I just want to remind everybody, uh, you know, we're, we're here. We don't have anybody in the background. So if we miss a Facebook star, I've got my computer here. I'm trying to keep track of them, but you know, just let me know if, if you guys threw one in there and I didn't see it and I'll, I'll try and try and keep, keep up with it, but just want to say thank you for it. Uh, George is coming in saying we we made a mistake when we got rid of McManus. Denver Broncos for life, mile huddle, huddle for life. Yeah, I mean it was a poor showing from the kickers, and uh, it, yeah, I uh, I'm with you. It it seems like a bad decision at this point, but I I, I don't know. McManus wasn't wasn't doing great last season, so I mean he was. He, I don't know. I hope that one of these kickers, you know, comes out and you know, rec, you know, rectifies the situation in the next preseason game. But yeah, it looked ugly. It looked ugly. And I hope it doesn't come back to bite the team. Thank you, George. And this was one of my, I was going to put it in the, uh, in the studs and does, but the whole, yeah, the whole <laughs> kicking game in general was just, it was horrible, George. Yes, you're, you're right. I, I, I wouldn't say a mistake. Well, let me take that. Back. I wouldn't say a mistake necessarily of getting rid of McManus because, we did see McManus start to, you know, kind of fall off in the in the more recent years. And, of course, it was a cost savings to the Broncos to get rid of him as well. Um, so they had their reasons um, to do so. Um, but if you were to give me a choice last night between <laughs> McManus and these current Fry kickers, yeah, Fry or Maher, <laughs> then I would definitely choose McManus. Yeah. <laughs> but, I, I, you know, I hope that, you know, they can – improve upon the kicking game you know i I, i'm just kind of saying this and more is this the one-off you know one got blocked um so you kind of have to look at all the factors there but you know i i hope one of them can come out um of this preseason because you know what i guess what are the other options right to sign someone else right i don't know what they have so um i i I just hope one can (laughs) can can uh make these kicks as we need them so yeah yeah we got Gary Palmer, the legend, coming in with a generous super chat. So thank you so much for the support. As always, Gary, we appreciate you're here, whether you support us or not. So thank you so much. Gary says, hey, Thomas and Ron, I think a lot of fans saw the first series and thought, here we go again. Wasn't the old line the seconds and thirds? Go Broncos and Buckham. Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you, it, you can't read a lot into preseason, right? This is... <laughs> I don't, I, you know, like I said early in the show, look at the players, evaluate that, you know, evaluate some execution and things like that, but it's going to be rusty. Think, things are going to, uh, you know, aren't going to be perfect in there. So absolutely. But you're, you're right. The offensive line was shaky, 
but they were without one of their starters, right? Yeah. McGlinchey wasn't on that side. And and frankly, Garrett Bowles is still working his way back in. He's been hit or miss in camp, so he's going to have to make some strides. The one that concerned me the most, though, Ron and Gary, Ben Powers, the big-name signing that I was jazzed about, did not have a very good game. Cushionberry and Miners looked pretty good. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, They were fine. Isaiah Prince had a bad game. Bowles had a bad game. Ben Powers was the big surprise to me. He did not look very good. And it, it could, I don't know why. I mean, he should, he, you know, he's not injured. He's, he's a good player. Hopefully he can bounce back. Yeah. Thank you, Gary, for coming. You know, we always appreciate you, my man. And that, that was my first thought <laughs> as well of uh, this season again, here we go again. But you, you know, at the, the, the O-line, you have to put the O-line into some context and, you know, yeah, Bowles coming back from that leg injury and then McGlinchey was out. Um, and, of course, you had, you know, Isaiah Prince, um, you know, with a backup. So, you know, it, you know, with that in mind, it, it's not going to be the O-line that we did. But you're right, Thomas, in the fact that Ben Powers was a big surprise in this game. I was expecting, you know, very good run blocking skills. I, I, I just did not see um you know that come you know come to the field so i hope you know i hope as the team starts to gel and as we start to get you know players healthy i.e bowls mcglinchy back that this offensive line can can kind of take shape because you know it, it was it was very it was very rusty in in run blocking and pass protection guys i'm, I'm gonna be very honest it was it was not a good showing it was not good at showing at all um, so hopefully, you know, with these pieces coming back that they can, they can start to look better. That's right. You got Lawrence Vera coming in. Good to see you, Lawrence. Thanks for dropping by saying, what up guys? Just like we say, when it is a win, well, a loss is a loss, even though it's preseason. I mean, we could have had joint practice so we could know what was slacking or lacking. Yeah. I, it would have been nice to have some joint practices to kind of, to go into this preseason game. Uh, the, hopefully the next two will will come out a little bit better, a little bit better execution. I thought they kind of righted the ship a little bit on offense, and I know the the whole thing is well, it was against their second and third teamers. Yeah, you know what? All these guys can play football, right? These second teamers are going to be counted on to play football, and they 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 actually uh, the offense, even with their poor execution, it was the missed field goal. I mean they they could have had uh, mm-hmm. you know they could have had more points they left on on the field, but you know there's some things to work out for sure. Thanks for coming in, Lawrence. And then we got Derek Baird coming in with a super chat. Thank you so much. Really, really appreciate your generosity. And he's saying, wonder if the Broncos will have the stones to go with Danucci over Stidham. <laughs> now I'm going to let you jump in there because I have my th- I actually wrote about Stidham. I actually wrote about Stidham and uh, in the Stun Duds. I'll let you I'll let you jump in there first. Yeah, that, that's a good comment, Derek. Thank you. Because Stidham, Stidham was downright horrible. He it, it was it was not good. I think it was five, what is it, five ten and that pick, that that horrendous pick. Um, so he he just looked, he looked like he didn't know what he was doing, Derek and Thomas, at all. Like he looked very flustered in the pocket. You know, there were times where he would tuck the ball and run. Okay, that's great. But I guess the wherewithal of, you know, kind of knowing specific sets and where receivers are. And getting the ball out, I I just didn't see that at all. I feel as though a lot of things from him were forced, and he didn't he didn't make the proper reads, right? Holding on the ball too long, getting sacked. So it was just 
you know, it was just not a good showing for Stidham at all. And God help us if Russell Wilson goes down. You know, yeah. we, we, we we definitely don't want him there. And you're right. I think Danucci did look better for sure than Stidham. Um, but yeah, I, I Stidham was just yeah. He he's definitely on my duds, and he's way down there on my duds list for sure. He just did not put on a good show at all. Yeah. The 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 problem with the, the question, and not the, that you asked this question or anything, the problem that they're going to have is they paid Stidham quite a bit of money to be the backup. Yeah, That's a d- yeah. big dead cap hit. Yeah. But I'll tell you, did, I thought both of them looked pretty bad in camp to start out. Danucci started to look a lot better, and Stidham continued to look bad, carried that into this preseason. I mean, he he threw it right into the hands of the defensive line yeah. a couple times, like like just right to, to have them knock it down. Like the simplest play that could be made. It seemed like from my perspective, right? He did not look good. Stidham did not look good. I, I would take Danucci over Stidham right now and take the dead cap hit. And I said that on Twitter. I, I, I said, I take it. And because it's not because of this preseason game, Derek, like this, I was at camp watching it. There was other people at camp that I talked to. They saw the same thing. Stidham has not looked good. And Danucci has has actually gotten better, and Stidham hasn't, and that's uh, you know that that's the bottom line. And will will they actually take that de- dead cap hit, or will they keep three? That's the problem that I have with it. Right, the problem I have with it is Stidham is carrying a lot of money, so if they want to keep Danucci because he's actually a little bit better, and they decide to keep three, that means someone else is going to get cut. Yeah, that they probably could have kept somebody maybe from the safety position, somebody from the wide receiver position. Uh, you know, there maybe even someone from the running back that that they that they really want to hold on to that they're going to let go, and and that's the problem I have with it. If they're going to look at it money wise, uh, you got to make the best decision for the roster. And right now, Stidham is not it. Not it. Yeah. Got Gina coming in. Gina Cooper saying, uh, "Come in with Facebook stars." So thank you for the support with the Facebook stars. Saying, "Hope everyone is enjoying the weekend," which I am, and I think Ron, I, you are as well. Close preseason game and plenty of takeaways to learn. From most definitely. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot to learn. I mean, I, there's always something to learn, but I, this is the problem that I, I'm, I'm going to go away from just players for a second. I'm going to talk about the defense. This is a problem that I had with the defense, right? They couldn't make a play when it mattered. Yep. And that is going to be vitally important. You heard me talk about this, Ron, about two months ago or a month ago when we we're talking about Vance Joseph. And I said, Vance Joseph doesn't have to have a top 10 defense. He can ha- be, have success. If he has a defense that's you know top 15, say, but the players are in the position to succeed and make a play when it matters most. When that o- offense of the opposing team is driving down, wanting to score to, to win the game, the defense has to step up. There's got to be a player that steps up and makes a play. Now, I know that these were backups. Some of them aren't going to be on the team. Traymond Smith is not. Traymond Smith was a acquisition that was brought in that was supposed to be the probably the fourth cornerback, and he was on my list. He's on my list. He did a terrible job. It's a mentality. It's a it's an execution. It's putting players in the right place to succeed, and that didn't happen. The team marched down, scored a touchdown, and then scored a two point conversion to win. That needs to be fixed if Vance Joseph is going to be successful as a defensive coordinator. That's what my takeaway is. And I think they need to uh, – I think you'll, you'll see more when, when the starters are in, right, yeah. when the starters are in. But there's going to be times when the starters aren't in that they need to make a play. Someone gets hurt or whatever. They, someone needs to step up. And, and, and for me, that, that's, that's the one that I, I – the one knock that I had really against the defense overall. 
Yeah, thank you, Gina, for coming in. The the the, the there are plenty of takeaways from this game from on in all phases, offense, defense, and special teams. Um, you're you're right, Thomas, and we were talking about it prior to the show starting in the sense that, in my mind, you know, the tackling can be cleaned up a lot. Um, you know, that there were a lot of plays where you know the guys were just for the Cardinals were just running running wild. Um, so that's how. And again, I understand, guys. It's you know, the backups, right? Second and third strings, I get that. But, you know, that's still a point of emphasis that has to be heard throughout the locker room. Um, so definitely that, that tackling. And, yeah, you're right, making that clutch play when it matters. You know, we saw the same Bassey. I mean, it wasn't, you know, I think it was like early in the game. Um, I think the receiver slipped, um, made that interception of, of tune. Um, so things like that. We need more of those takeaways, those interceptions, Um to really, you know, come up in the clutch so that the Broncos can stack these wins. Um, so, yeah. again, hopefully the talent's there, as we know. Hopefully fan shows us can put these players in the best position to do that. That's right. Um, and then and the kicking, I mean, special teams. I would say Montreal Washington. He helped himself. He did help himself out a lot. Yeah, um, he was he one of my notable nice mentions. Returns. Yes, yes. He yeah. was one of my noble mentions. I was like, I see improvement there for sure. Um, so he did help himself as well. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I'll tell you, Montreal Washington is is a player who's going to make it hard for them to cut him, right? Now, going into the season, into this offseason, people, you know, after last season, Montreal Washington was in the doghouse, and he was uh, he's one of those players that, you know, okay, you cut him, you know, kind of whatever. He's making it hard. He's playing good at wide receiver in camp and he, you know, Mims was out. So Mims didn't do any punt returning. So you gotta, you, you, you gotta kind of weigh that as well. Montreal Washington had a pretty solid game. So if, if they're going to keep six wide receivers, he might be one that they're, they have to really consider at this point because he's, he's been, he's, he's has answered the bell is all I'm going to say. Maybe not a spectacular, but he's definitely came out and answered the bell. So Derek's coming back in with another super chat. So thank you for the support. Really, really appreciate that. Saying Broncos fans invaded Glendale yesterday. Broncos side of same was a sea of orange. Well done, Broncos fans. I know we love to see it, right? That's awesome. You know, I was hoping to get out to that game and see it live, but I wasn't able to do it. But yeah, that's good. I mean, Broncos fans can travel well. I really want them to be a sea of orange at home. Now there's, I've seen a lot of players or a lot of people, uh, you know, in different colors in the stands, not orange and blue. So hopefully this season with some renewed optimism, some renewed hope, and hopefully some wins, uh, are going to see a lot of, uh, a lot more orange in the stands. So thank you, Derek, for coming in. Really appreciate that. Yes. Thank you, Derek. And it's, it's, you know, we always travel well, so, um, it's good to see, orange and blue in the stands um and hopefully we see that a lot this year but my most important thing is let's let's let these players play well let's stack yeah. these wins that's right <laughs> so that we can bring out more of these fans right we we, we definitely need to stack these wins but yeah good good comment there Derek. good yeah. to see broncos yeah. fans travel well and Billy Ray Valentine's coming in saying I was shocked by Cushenberry if I was going to be the questionable one on the line but he played pretty good Though Ben Powers was getting his, you know what, handed to him, he definitely was, and that's not what you want to see. One of your big free agent signings, absolutely. I actually was impressed with Cushionberry. Cushionberry is another one of those players, like we just talked about, who's answered the bell. He's given a more of a shot than than Washington. I mean, obviously, 
<laughs> you know, Peyton has come in already kind of looking at Cushenberry as the starter and, and didn't go out and get anybody, but he's answered the bell just like Washington has, but he, you know, he's kind of locked in. I, I, uh, I don't see him losing that starting role. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Billy Ray Valentine for coming in. And yeah, I was, I, I was shocked as well. You know, Christian Barry, yeah, I would say was probably the strongest on the line. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah it, it's night. true. Him I and mean, Miners were pretty good. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, and so that, that, that's good to see. Um, and I, I you know, I, you have to trust Sean Payton and the whole coaching staff. You know, I, I, you know, I think we all had our reservations, but I think with these new pieces on the line coming in now, as we mentioned, everybody hasn't played together. So it's kind of hard to get a full evaluation, but some of the new pieces there along with Zach Strife, I think has helped Christian very a lot because I think you mentioned Thomas, you, you saw some improvement in camp as well. Yeah, um, definitely. And so, yeah, th- this, this is very encouraging to see. I'm excited to see what he he does this year for sure. Yeah. We've got Quentin W. Carson coming in from Facebook asking us question, any ideas of which three to five wide receivers that will likely stand out in the next two preseason games? Well, that's a good question. Uh, obviously Sutton, I thought Sutton and Judy looked, looked really good. Uh, Mims didn't play. So that's, uh, we didn't get to really get an evaluation on Mims. My guess, so I, I don't know what the deal is with Taylor Grimes, right? I saw him out there at camp. Did, he catches everything, runs good routes. He didn't get a lot of playing time, which was a bit of a surprise. I'm, and when he did, he, you know, he played sparingly, but came out and made two nice catches. So, I mean, I'm hoping to see that Grimes plays a little bit more. I'm hoping to see Marvin Mims play, you know, because they're, they're being careful with him. But the real question to me I mean, Brandon Johnson, I think, has got himself a spot on this team if he can get back healthy. You know, he's mm-hmm. he's hurt, hurt his his ankle. But I think it's uh, uh, has Callaway that has to step up. He has got to show something because that's another player like Tremont Smith who came in as an experienced player who was supposed to kind of help solidify that rotation who is not he, – he's been passed up on the depth chart. He, I'm telling you, Callaway is fighting for his roster spot Mm-hmm. right now his rush spot live so to speak he's one of those uh, that's going to have to stand out to to impress but i you know i i'm i, I don't know who's going to be the ones that stand out next preseason game depends on how much they play the starters again and and you know and if they're going to bring some of these you know fourth and fifth wide receivers in to play with the starters a little bit so they're not you know taking not getting passes from stidham who hasn't been playing very well yeah, thank, thank, yeah, good point there, Thomas. Thank you, Quentin, for coming in. I, so as far as the 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 top three receivers, um, that's Jerry, Judy, Cortland Sutton, and I guess we can probably pencil in Marvin Mims. You know, I'm going to put them aside. I mean, we we kind of expect them to do well and stand out. Um, but for the other ones on the roster, um, or the backups, I would say I would say Taylor Grimes. He he was actually a stud on my list now granted he didn't have a lot of playing time as we mentioned but two receptions 16 yards i think three total targets but we saw as you mentioned thomas the the shiftiness of the receiver the route running on display he he catches everything as in can as they mentioned in camp he catches everything that comes his way um so he has that ability just to get open kind of reminds me of like wes welker cooper cup um so if he can get more playing time, I, I think he can stand out. Um, sure. Another one is 
Jalen Virgil. Um, I know he had that one, um, that one play where they did the shuffle and then he, he took it, um, upfield yeah, 20 25 yard, 25 yard, yard, yard yes. i think if i remember correctly yeah yes. it was a nice play yeah so it was a nice play so he's he's definitely one that can stand out um so yeah i, I and and uh marquez calloway is my third so i i have those three um you know marquez calloway does have a little more work to do um i know one of the more recent pressers sean patient peyton mentioned that he's not at the level that he wants him to be at um, so he does still have some work to do there, but if, you know, depending on the playing time, um, of the next two preseason games, I can definitely see their stock start to rise. And I'll tell you, Callaway, uh, was the saints leading receiver in 2021. Mm-hmm. So it's a bit of a surprise that he's, he's falling down. I mean, he's getting, he, he's taking snaps on special teams now. I mean, he's, he's got to do something to, to really, uh, really change, change people's uh, perception. So I want to give a shout out again to Gina uh, Cooper here saying, got my new NFL custom NFL Broncos jer- Jersey. So I'm excited and ready for this football season. Broncos country, orange and blue. That's awesome. Uh, that, yeah. I mean, I hope you can make it to the games. I hope you can make it to the meet, meet and greet, uh, you know, with the green Bay Packers. So that'll be a, be a lot of fun. So thanks for, for stopping in. Appreciate it, Gina. So I just want to go back to to uh, Traymond Smith for a minute. Uh, I just I, I know we kind of I've kind of hit on it, but he um, <laughs> he was someone that I thought was going to be the fourth cornerback. I, I don't I don't know if he's going to make the team. I, McMillan has passed him. Riley Moss is someone that they really really like. So you've got you've <laughs> you've got Sertan, mm-hmm. you've got Ma- Mathis, and you got Williams locks to make the team. McMillan punctuated his spot on on the roster and then you've got Riley Moss that's five five player I mean five secondary players uh and depending on how they how the safety position shakes out that might be all they carry they might Mm -hmm. carry six he might make it on the team but that final drive was terrible pass interference on third and 14 gave him a first down he's playing off coverage yes uh you know too far off coverage he gave him a nice game on that last two you know was they're driving down to to um, make that, uh, you know, make that attempt to tie the game and, or win the game at the final minutes. You know, he, he gave up a, a, a you know, a big gain, got him in a better position. I mean, he did have co- good coverage a couple times, but that, that final two second, uh, two seconds left, they score. That was, that was kind of the end for me when it came yeah. to, to Draymond Smith. I, I'm a, I, he, and he isn't even on kickoff. Like he, I thought he was going to be the primary kick returner, right? But he I isn't even so catching any, yeah. kickoff so he's he's gonna have a tough time making this roster and uh, i'm not sure if you saw the same thing i did ron but it didn't look very good yeah i saw a lot of the off coverage <laughs> that, that i think that's what did it for me it was just it was just yeah it was just not a good showing at all um and then they said the penalty it, it just it just wasn't good for him I, and again I'm, I'm with you like what i've heard about mcmillan and then also those few plays I saw in this camp, you know, he's, yeah, he's way past Smith. Um, yeah. So, I, yeah, I think you're right. It's that's what, five corners. So we got Sertan. Yep. Sertan, you mentioned it. Sertan, Mathis, Williams, uh, Moss, and then McMillan. Yeah. yeah. So I, I don't yeah. see. And then, like I said, I want, I mean, he was brought in to be the, the returner. So I, I was expecting that. Yeah. And Me maybe too. they might use him in the, in the, in the next few games. But I think if he has that ability, that, that should be, a reason why they keep or oh, that he makes the roster, but we, I guess yep. it just remains to be seen. So, yeah, for sure. For sure. 
We got Phil McLaughlin coming in. Thanks for being here, Phil. Really appreciate it. As always, asking or saying I was pleased to see Benito playing better than last year. Absolutely. Him and Cooper really help helps edge depth. Absolutely. And I also think Henningsen looked okay for a second year player. I think you can hit the nail on the head on all these. Benito looks absolutely better. He looks stronger. He looks like he has worked on his pass rush counters moves. He's got a better repertoire and he looks still looks athletic. Benito to me is one of those players that like Cushenberry who have improved dr drastically yep. since last season. Mm -hmm. So I'm happy with what I saw from Benito in camp and in the preseason. Cooper has been playing uh, like a man on fire. His camp has been very good. So, yes, I agree with you on both of those counts. Cooper and Benito, great depth. And, of course, the Broncos need it because, you know, Gregory's always hurt and Browning's hurt right now. So uh, I I think uh, – but I will tell you that Haynes, number uh, – he's number 52 or 59, I can't remember. He's an edge rusher. He's playing a lot on special teams. You may see somebody like Christopher Allen uh, get bumped to practice squad, hopefully – someone I thought was going to come out and really play well for someone like Haynes who plays special teams quite well. So you might see that happen uh, now, you know, while they're waiting for Benito or I'm sorry for Browning to come back. And uh, Henningsen was one that I actually was going to write about uh, as a winner, but then I was like, well, he's kind of, he's not really one of those bubble players to me. I, I think they like him a lot. And I yeah. think he's kind of has had a pretty good camp and he had a pretty good game. I, I think he's, I think he's made the roster. So I, I kind of, I left him out as a winner, but you're right on Henningsen as well. I think he played pretty good when, uh, I mean, I saw a couple, a uh, couple nice run stops, you know, um, uh, been able to get really good penetration on a few of those snaps uh, from yesterday night. So, yeah, I, I thought Henningsen looked good. Ron, what do you think? Yes, thank you, Phil. Uh, yeah, my third player is Nick Benito. And stock up stud. You are absolutely right, Phil. Notching, he had three tackles yesterday, a split sack, QB hit, getting in the backfield. You could actually say he was the best defensive player for the Broncos yesterday. I mean, you can make that case before he went out with the hip injury. So, yeah, he's he's worked on his body. You know, that 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 play where he was charging towards Toon um, before stopping Clement, um, the running back Clement, was probably the play of the night for him. Um, and I can see how he's, you know, changing his approach, you know, changing direction um, to get more upfield. But, yeah, I would definitely say Benito has improved dramatically, and I loved what I saw. Uh, Cooper, yeah, uh, the, everyone's been raving about Cooper in, in camp. Um, he, he, he's a wrecking ball, just like Zach Allen. <laughs> um, so again, Cooper looks good as well. And yeah, Henningsen, as I mentioned at the top of the show was one of my, uh, my notable mentions because he, he was able to generate, um, some penetration, um, up front on that D line. Um, and so, yeah, that, that's, that's only encouraging for his development, uh, moving forward. But yeah, you're right on the money, Phil, that, um, Benito and Cooper and Henningsen both did help their cases for sure. I'm still worried about the D line rotation though. I really am. Yeah. And I've been worried about it for a while. And uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say Henningsen played a perfect game for sure. Cause you know, he, he there, there were some mistakes. He played pretty well. He's played pretty well in camp, uh, but I'm still going to be the first one to tell you that they need somebody else with, with more experience. I mean, if Mike Purcell comes back, 
soon. That will help me feel a little bit more comfortable about the defensive line. Cause then you, you know, you have Zach Allen, you got DJ Jones, you've got Mike Purcell and, and Jonathan Harris has been excellent. He's, he's been playing very well in camp. So you've got those four, but behind him, I mean, Henningsen, I think made the team, you know, but there's still a lot of question marks, you know, Lancaster looked okay. Uh, you know, they have some young guys, like I said, Garcia and, um, and Jackson are fighting for spots, but I, I would prefer to see them go out and grab somebody that's available. That is experienced that can fill out that rotation who doesn't have to be a starter, but can come in and play, uh, you know, significant snaps as a rotational guy. I still think they should do it, but it doesn't look like they're going to at this point. So I still have some concerns uh, about, you know, I still have some concerns, I guess, about their D-line rotation. Pearl Heater coming in from Facebook. Thank you very much. Saying, what surprise cuts do you think might happen? Ron, I'm going to let you, uh, you got someone in mind? Because I have someone. If you, if you want to think about it for a second, I can jump in. Well, I, I don't know if it'll be well, too much of a surprise, but I'm thinking one of these kickers. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> either going to be Mar or Friday. They're, they're gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you, I, I think it's Kareem Jackson. I think he's going to be a surprise cut. I, and I mean, for a couple reasons. I know he's listed as, you know, kind of interchangeable on the depth chart with Caden Stearns as the starter, but Caden Stearns has been a better player in yeah. camp than, than Kareem Jackson has been. I like his leadership. I like his experience, but at some point you get passed up in the NFL. Once you, you know, you, you get a certain age, you just don't play as well. And he hasn't been playing as well. And he hasn't been playing that much. They've been really careful with, with him getting in and out, uh, you know, in training camp. But my thing is, is they're going to have to lose some young uh, draftees that they they have on their roster uh, in order to keep him on the roster, right? So if he's the third or fourth safety, he's got to play special teams. I don't think he wants to do that. Maybe he does. But that third and fourth safety, they have to be out there on special teams. P.J. Locke, Justin Simmons, when I interviewed him uh, with the USAA thing, he spoke about P.J. Locke specifically and his special teams prowess. So you got Stearns, you've got Simmons, and then you've got um, uh, P.J. Locke. You've got one more spot. Is that going to be J.L. Skinner? Is it going to be DeLaron De Turner Yell? Or is it going to be Kareem Jackson? Are they going to keep five, right? But that fourth guy has to play special teams. I don't know if he wants to. So that, that's my surprise. I, I, I still, I've been saying it all along that he's uh, probably going to be that surprise cut. It's just unfortunate, you know? Yeah, that's a good one as well. Um, yeah. You know, yeah, Kareem Jackson over the years, you mentioned it, is has just not played well. I mean, in, in coverage, he's he's gone from just bad to worse. Yeah, You know, he still does have, you know, the ability at times to tackle well, you know, stopping the runners and such upfield, but yeah, he's, he's not good. So I, I, that's actually a good one. And you're right. I don't think he wants to play special teams at, at his age. So, but I, I don't think it would be a surprise because remember, I think I did say that I didn't think he was going to make the team just because of what you mentioned of, yeah. you know, Stearns is already a good talent with Simmons you have JL Skinner coming. So who do you like? Wh like, wh where's Kareem Jackson going to fit? Yeah. You know, and I I just look at some of these roles like kind of the same thing with Hamler. Yeah. Uh, Thomas is like, where? What role do they have? 
And if the rule is not apparent, then they're, they're out, you know? So, yeah. And, and I'll tell you, I'll be the first one to say, I didn't, I wasn't impressed with JL Skinner in the preseason game. I, I don't think he played very well. Yeah. Uh, he, there was, uh, you know, he, he had a, he was on a blitz, came in very late, tried to time it, missed it, and then came in really late, opened up center field that they scored on. I mean, he, he, you know, he, he wasn't impressive to me, but I think they like him. And if they're going to open him up to waivers, he might be, he might be taken. So there's that, that to consider as well uh, with that. But yeah, I didn't, I didn't think he, he played that, uh, played that great. So he's not really pushing, pushing, Cream Jackson, but from what I hear from people at camp, though, uh, some you know, Luke Patterson's been out there, he looked pretty good in camp, uh, when he started playing. So, we got Derek's coming back in with another super chat. So, again, thank you, thank you so much for the support. And Derek says, besides kicker, if you guys have to choose one position to add talent and depth to, what would it be? Well, my, my, I already said D line for so that that's mine, uh, for sure. Uh, D line is, is one that I think could use some depth it could use some talent that they brought in but right now Hovind's tackle both lines i was going to say that's tackle both. struggling man but i don't know who they're going to get what do you think rod yeah i was going to say both lines so both yeah try, offensive try. line and defensive line they're they need to add talent and depth um as we mentioned on the defensive line we're still we're still a little worrisome about the rotation you know, it would have been nice to have brought in someone to kind of help solidify that. You know, we, I was thinking more of a Shelby Harris or Keem Hicks to kind of help solidify um, that that defensive line. But again, I don't think they're going to do that. Uh, obviously, that's kind of what's looking like now. And then, you know, that rotation, who's going to come in on those rotational sets? Um, again, what we saw yesterday from some of them, it, it looked good. But again, we can't bank on that. So definitely defensive line and on the offensive line, tackle. Tackle screams out to me. I think if we were to narrow it down by position on the offensive line, I'm I'm more concerned about the tackle depth, um, for sure. Yeah, yeah, but I don't know who they're going to go get. Right, yeah. I just don't know who they're going to go. And I've I've been talking, <laughs> I've been talking about Alex Palcheski since they brought him in. You know, an experienced. He was in a big conference, uh, Big Ten, a lot of experience. He looked better than Isaiah Prince, but. I mean, even though I like him and I hope he makes the team, I I don't know if I would trust that he's the, he's the answer either if somebody goes down. So I, I haven't been impressed with Fleming. I haven't been impressed with Prince. I haven't been impressed with Bowles. McGlinchey is still to be determined because he hasn't really been out there that much. You know, so it's, it's kind of slim pickings with uh, some offensive tackles. That, but again, like, who are you going to try and talk somebody to come out of retirement? I, I don't know yeah. what you'd even do. So they're kind of stuck with, with the offensive tackles, unless they make some sort of trade, which I don't see happening either. So they're just kind of stuck with what they have, and they spent a lot of money on the offensive line, and I'm hoping that it it, it turns around. But, yeah, that, that thanks for that question, Derek. Appreciate it. And, uh, you know, hopefully, they, hopefully they, they either find those guys that step up or they go out and get somebody that can come in and help. Yeah, most definitely. So uh, we got we got Ryan Slavic coming in saying, I don't know, you guys, we're going to keep going with the offensive tackle. You're saying, I feel like they should start Cam Fleming over Garrett Bowles as of right now, not looking good at all. Yeah, well, Fleming hasn't looked good either in camp. So I, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of like, uh, who do you? Who, who do you uh, throw in there that's playing bad out of the two, right? I don't know. Bowles needs to 
He, he needs to get it together. But remember this about Bulls. Major injury. It was a significant injury. He He's coming back from that. He was He's a little bit rusty. He hasn't been playing a lot. They've been really careful with his his snap counts in camp. So let's give him let's give him a little bit more time before we get too too panicky. But I mean, at this point right now, that season that he had under Munchak that looked really good, where he got the second team All Pro award, it looks like a you know an anomaly yeah. compared to all the other uh, seasons he's had. So let's hope that he turns it around, but. I was uh, I was talking with with the right tackle uh, uh, Ken Lanier from back in the day Broncos. Lucky enough to be able to talk with him. He's such a nice guy. But I asked him about injuries, you know, about specifically about McGlinchey's injuries, and and it does, you know, these injuries can hamper an offensive tackle for a while. So you got to you have to kind of. Uh, Bear with it a little bit. Let the process happen. Let the healing happen. Let the the confidence get back, and we'll see where it is. So, yeah, thank, thank you, Ryan. Now. Yeah, thank you, Ryan. And I, I'm going to piggyback off. I mean, it's Cam Fleming didn't look much better. I I, I would want to just keep Bowles in there. You know, again, I'm not trying to give an excuse for Bowles, but he is coming off that injury, and it's going to take time for him to, you know, come back to full form. And I think, you know. He, he, he will improve, but, you know, if I had to choose, I'm, I'm going to keep Bowles um, as, as a starting left tackle for sure. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's worrisome. So we'll see how it goes. We'll I just want to, we're, we're about at the end of the show. I just want to, uh, we were talking about safeties and, and I did uh, have a couple notes on Delaren Turner yell. Uh, he's not, he's not super impressive, but uh, he, I think he took a bad angle on a, a long third down, uh, run, you know, for 13 mm-hmm. yards, but he also had a nice open field tackle. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'd like to see more from, from him. I'd like to see more from number 32 in the next preseason game to see how he does. I'd like to see them play, play some of these guys a little bit more that kind of flashed a little, but also he needs a little bit more seasoning. So like Delaren Turner yells, one of them that I think should needs a little bit more snaps. I just so they could be, you know, evaluate him a little bit more. Cause because if he can step up, right, if he if he's going to be – I mean, they took him in the fourth round, so – or fourth or fifth round, I can't remember exactly. Maybe it was fifth round. Uh, you know, they had some some uh, desire to get him uh, in there to play. He's got – you know, uh, they wanted to take a chance on him in those middle rounds. So let's see what he can do. I, ho- I hope they play him a little bit more. Yep. Good point. And uh, we got KB82 coming in with – super chat at late late coming in the super chat thank you so much i mean we're we're glad to see these comments let the let these um uh, let the uh show go on a little longer so to speak because <laughs> we're gonna yeah. answer these this question. question who he says who on the d-line free agency would you kick the tires on sue brockers clowny hicks yeah H- hicks has been my guy only because of the familiarity with sean payton mm-hmm. he's a little bit older he's getting up there but the reason why I say that is not just for the familiarity. The, the person that they lost from some suspension, Wazirike, kind of similar similar uh, style, right? You know, bigger kind of uh, taking up space type of guy. Uh, I, I like Hicks. I think he he's a pretty good athlete for his size. So that that was my that's been my guy uh, going on is uh, for a while. I mean, I liked him better than bringing back Shelby Harris. I know a lot of people like Shelby Harris, but I was more on the the Hicks kind of bandwagon to bring him in but 
there it's it is it's, it's a lot of older people out there you know not and older yeah. I, I say older old in football years not older people <laughs> so there's it is slim pickings ron what are your thoughts yeah thank you kb yeah a2 for coming in i would say yeah hicks or harris were, were my two um as far as bringing in but you know, Harris, Clown- said Harris signed with the Browns, so he's out. Oh, Harris is out. Okay. Yeah, um, Shelby Harris signed with the uh, the Browns a few days okay. ago, so he, he is okay. his name is off the list. Okay. I mean, there's there's some names left. Let me just take a quick peek yeah, and see what we got look. out there. But yeah, Clowney, the, the he has a long injury history. I, I don't want anything to do with Clowney. Uh, Sue Sue wouldn't be bad. I'm I'm just not the biggest like I'm a Sue fan, but I mean it'd be better than what we have, right? Um, true. but yeah, I would say out of this list, KB82, it's, it's going to be Hicks. I've been pining yeah. for Hicks since since the uh suspension of Razarike. So, and, and I mean, I used to like Brockers a lot. I, I, I wanted them to try to go out and get him early on from the Rams, but he re signed with the Rams back, right. back in the day. And you know, now I don't, I think he's like 34, 35 at this point. I yeah. can't remember his age, but he seems like he's uh, he might be a little bit. A little bit long in the tooth. I'm going to just look right now and see um, see who's available out there right now, and we'll uh, and we will uh, talk about it. Oh man, yeah, Brockers, Hicks, uh, yeah, Tyson Alulu is out there. Warmly, that yeah, the names are not. Um, <laughs> There's not really any young guys with with uh, the, a lot of experience that you would mm-hmm. want to spend too much money on, but yeah, Sue's 36, Alulu's 36, um, uh, Brockers is 32, younger than I thought. So you know maybe maybe he can come in and and give them some give them some uh, time in the rotation. I don't know. Warmly Warmly is uh, is out there, Pittsburgh guy. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, not seeing a lot. I'm not seeing a lot of options. So I'm, I'm going with Hicks just because that's who I said to begin with. But uh, yeah, n- not many options. But yeah, thanks for coming in and thank you so for the support, KB. Appreciate it very, very much. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we could probably wrap the show up, Ron. What do you think? Got any yes. uh, last last minute guys that you want to to highlight from your list before we uh, before we end the show? Uh, I have Alex Singleton. <laughs> yeah yeah he he, he played yeah he, he was good um that taco for loss on third and one was 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 a real really good play um what i'll tell you about singleton my knock on singleton last year and and his not he's a tackling machine mm-hmm. I, and i said it i think on this show he needs he needs to have more impact plays I, I he's not tackling people way down the field don't get me wrong like he's he's making good stops but more tackles for a loss more forced fumbles yeah. more uh more interceptions if you can. And last night he had an impact play. That was a nice tackle for a loss. I, I enjoyed watching that very much. So hopefully he's uh, he's adding that uh, to his repertoire. Maybe uh, get a get a few more uh, forced fumbles, things like that. So yeah, I, I like Singleton too. I uh, you know it's gonna be fun to watch that old school smash mouth uh, yes. you know type of football. Well, for sure. Sure. The the one person for me is same same group. I had higher hopes for, but he looks like a rookie to me. Drew Sanders athlete for sure he looks smooth out there he looks like he he can run he looks like he might be able to do some uh uh you know something in in coverage but he he did have some misreads a few times he's yeah. he's still learning i think yeah and i actually think he might 
he looks very slight out there. Six foot five, 230 pounds. It'd be nice to add a little bit of weight if he's going to play a lot at inside linebacker. Uh, so I hope to see more for him from him next game, more uh, better reads, uh, you know, a little bit more impact than he had on this uh, on this preseason game. But I, I, I like the guy. I think he was going to be a steal of the draft. But um, so far, you know, not super impressive in this game. It has had some impressive moments, though, from camp. All right. We got one more coming in from KB before we go. One more uh, super chat. Let's uh, see. It says, um, we, were you happy the starters pl- played so long? Ron, what do you think? What's your thoughts on the starters playing as long as they did? Yeah, thank you, KB, for coming in again. I don't have a problem with it. Um, you know, I, I I think they they needed the reps. They needed to, you know, play together, um, kind of get their, I guess, nails, hands in this offense um, and defense, for that matter. So I, I I didn't have a problem with it. You know, we did see some good things. And again, it's Sean Payton wanted to have them play for a set amount of time to evaluate them as well, just to see how they're accommodating to his coaching style and his scheme. So, you know, the more reps, the better. So I, I, I didn't have a problem with them playing long at all. I liked it for a reason. And, uh, um, Emmanuel Atro, I don't know if that's how you pronounce it, broke it down. Uh, I retweeted it. It was a great, uh, great thing that he talked about. They came, they, he, Russell Wilson made a mistake. Right. Yeah. He read the coverage wrong earlier, came back in and then read it right and completed the pass. And that was because they stayed in a little bit longer. So I, I was happy with that because they got the execution correct. I wish they would have been going up against, you know, uh, more of a first team team play players against them on the defense uh, than they did when they when they did, you know, get that execution correct. But, uh, yeah, I was I was OK with it. I'm just going to grab Phil McLaughlin before we head out of here saying he says, my winners slash losers were McMillan, McLaughlin, and Garcia. Losers of Tremont Smith, Stidham, and Prince. Exactly what I had. Yep. Wrote about it. You hit it right on the, the yep. head. Great minds think alike. Thank you very very much, Phil, for coming in. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I, I there were some others that you could have could have added in or out in there, but I think those were those are ones that stood out. Uh, you know, for sure. So thanks for coming thanks, in, Phil. Phil. Really appreciate it. Goodness. So we're gonna wrap up the show now. Thank you very much for being here. Appreciate everybody. That came in. Go check out milehighhuddle.com. There's a, a few articles that have come out about the preseason game, you know, winners and losers, execution, you know, takeaways, things like that. Go check it out. We will be coming back next Saturday for a preview. Gonna start practicing for that uh that uh, regular season. So the game's on Saturday. We might come in. I don't know, Ron, if you we might come in at 5:30 so we can actually watch the whole game. Uh, we'll see if we can if we can make that happen or not. But if not, we're going to do a do a preview next week and the week after. So that's going to be going on all all season. So if you see something that you like or see something that we didn't say that you want to hear more about, let us know uh, next week and the week after because we're going to be coming back. But check out the other shows and uh, yeah, thank you again. Uh, and for myself and Ron, uh, have a great rest of your weekend and uh, stay safe out there. Go Broncos. Go Broncos.